You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Elves. Peter, how are we doing today? Good. I told you week nine, the NFL absolutely blows, but on a positive or maybe a negative note. Uh, this weekend, I went to a URI basketball game, their first game. I, so, I saw uh, that on your Snapchat story. How was it? It was uh, pretty bad. They lost to Quinnipiac. They were nine-point favorites. Their coach is absolutely terrible. Uh, number one is terrible. Number 15 is terrible. Number 22 is terrible. So don't expect them to make the tournament. Okay, so they have a new coach, right? I think he's new. I forgot his name, but I think his he's name new. Is Archie Miller. Archie Miller. Well, maybe he's not new. That name sounds familiar. Maybe he's not new. Whatever the case may be, they... You do not sense a good year for them. Uh, on no, this I side of Rhode Island, you see Bryant won by like 100 points. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, they kicked ass. They won like 148 to 39 or something. Nice. Yeah. So it's almost college basketball season. I mean, URI, uh, that's going to be your team for the year. I, I will say, as the college basketball season starts off, like pre- preliminary talks here, hopefully Providence College can replicate at least somewhat of what they did last year. Because yeah, I don't fun. know how they did on Monday, but... Or even if they did play on Monday. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure either. But that was a fun run we had last March. I remember I said I wanted them to get to the Sweet 16, and I believe they did so. They play so. URI on the third, if you want to come. And oh, yeah. Three tickets. Everybody. I'm sure you can, bro. I'm sure you so, can. Round up. Round it up. Take it. Bet on PC, though. I'm not going to bet. I can't bet on URI. Yeah, facts. But isn't it? You can't bet on those games in the state of Rhode Island, right? I don't believe yeah, you can. Yeah, you can't. You got to have, like, sets to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I did that last. All the way in up, up in New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. That's what I think it's gonna be the same thing with Mass. Like you're not gonna be able to bet on like Boston College and stuff like that. So hey, it is what it is. I mean, it would suck if we lived in like a real college state like Alabama. Like you can't bet on like Alabama, Auburn. Yeah, like, right. And the suck. national championship game. Yeah. <laughs> or if you lived in Texas, you couldn't bet on like Texas, Texas Tech, TCU stuff like that. So I guess it is beneficial that our. State provides very uh, few college options for uh, athletics anyway. All right, Peter. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how we did in week nine. Uh, Like you said, it was going to be a crapshoot. You predicted that this board was crap, and uh, that's pretty much what happened. So I'll start off. I went three and two on the week, Peter. So I was in the positive, unlike the previous two weeks. However, I did get my premium pick wrong. For the fifth consecutive week, I started off 4-0 and in that, and now I'm 4-5. and So uh, let's start off with the negatives for me. I had the Packers minus 3.5 as my premium pick of the week. And the Packers outright lost to the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers uh, picks galore in the red zone. And Dan Campbell and the Lions earned their second victory, and the Packers fall to 3-6. and six. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that game later. My other thing I got wrong was I had the over uh, for the Commanders-Vikings game. The total was 43.5. That game went the under. Uh, and the things I got right, I had the Bucks minus two and a half. Uh, that was right. Tom Brady orchestrated a end of the game comeback. So I covered by, I think it was half a point there. Um, I also got right the over, uh, over 15 and a half for the Cardinals and Seahawks. That game was a late over, but a hit. And then my final correct pick was the Ravens minus three on Monday night football over at Saints. And they controlled that game all the way through. So Peter on a crap shoot board, I'll take going three and two. So I also went three and two. I won my premium pick. I'm uh, tied with you now. I- I'm pretty sure I went like one or four at the beginning, but four and five. Uh, I mean, yeah, on that, uh, Patriots minus five and a half. They destroy the Colts. And then I got right Tampa Bay, as you said, minus two and a half. And the Bears plus five. Screw you, Matt. Told you, Justin Fields looks amazing. But even though they didn't win, but it doesn't matter. And then I lost. Guess uh you can't pick every Thursday night game, right? Uh, under forty four. <laughs> Just missed that. And the Panthers plus seven. By the way, I'm tired in your league of facing somebody and they put up like two hundred points and it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, which which league? The XFL or the other one? Yeah. I mean TJ Joe Mixon put up like sixty oh, points. Yeah, yeah. He himself. had mixed yeah. And Devontae Adams put up three touchdowns. So tired of doing that. Even though I scored like hundred and forty points again. But it is what it is. I don't know if you saw this for my game, right? So going into the Monday night game, um, I was down by 26 points, right? All I had was Kenyon Drake, uh, Ravens running back, who basically is the third string running back. Obviously, they're without J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards was out with a hamstring injury. So I was playing Noah, shout out Rough in the Basket. And 
again, I was down by 26. I did not believe I had much of a chance. Um, but then Drake scored a first Drake scored his first touchdown. And I was like, all right, I'm down by like 20. I was like, all right, maybe, maybe I got a shot here. Scored another touchdown. And I was like, okay, I'm in this thing. And I ended up overcoming a 26 point deficit, forced a tie and one on bench points. Oh wow. Who do you have on your bench? Anybody good? So I'll so I'll read you what the bench point scores were. You'll get a kick out of this. And Noah was very pissed. Not gonna lie. Oh, Noah has everybody injured. Yeah, Noah had zero bench points, dude. He had oh. none. Zero. I had um what did I have here? I had twenty-two. So I went twenty-two zero on the bench. So unless there's a stat correction within the next twenty-four hours, that's a big W for me. But yeah, Noah I know was, you're not yeah. Noah was I know you're not listening. This is why we should have decimal scoring, but we won't talk about that again. <laughs> Never forget that uh, that time in the car. Never forget. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Noah was so mad. I I, I felt bad for him. He he was uh he was very upset. He was just like, this is like the worst loss I've had in years. Like he was. He was me TJ, yeah, me and TJ were talking about a trade all week, and then he sends me on Sunday. You could have Joe Mixon, bro. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I tried to get Joe Mixon like all week, and then you're like, no, bro. So the league we myself and Peter is, are talking about right now. It's it's our um. Our XFL league, which has been around for like 12, 13 years. It's like, it's a lot of the guys in the daily go, not everybody, but it's a lot of the guys from our hometown. And it's a punishment league, right? So you finish in last, you have to do a punishment. And I'm towards the bottom, so I needed that win. So right now, last place is Goldberg. Shout out Goldberg. I know he's listening. Uh, he is in the last place currently, as it stands. He's two and seven. Trade away his whole team. He did. He did. I play him, but Peter, I play him this coming week. So that's a huge game for both of us. That's right. why. But I, I do have him in, like, points scored. So even if I lose, he's still a last unless he, unless he outscores me by, like, 80 points. No. So that win against Noah was huge. So watch this all be for nothing, and I'm going to go check tomorrow morning. It'll be a stat correction. For sure. So, All right, Peter, enough about our fantasy football teams. But um, let's move on to the crappy Week 9 slate, as you uh, spelt out for us last week. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles entered Houston 7-0, and uh, and they took care of business against the Texans. They won 29-17 to move to 8-0 on the season. Uh, Jalen Hurts was 21-27 of 27 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he was the number one go-to guy in this game. Eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Other side of things with the Texans. Uh, Davis Mills, he looked pretty good in the first half, but the second half ended up slowing down for him. He was 13-22 of 22 for 154 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Damian Pierce had 27 carries for 139 yards. And Philip Dorsett, old friend Philip Dorsett, he had three catches for 69 yards. So I will say, Peter, the Philadelphia Eagles, look, they won this game, but I felt like this was a, a Thursday night slog. It was a pretty uh, unentertaining game. And uh, the Texans were in it for the first half, but they just were not able to uh, generate enough points in the second half. And uh, they fell to 1-6-1 and one on the year. Yeah, they probably have the number one pick locked up. I'm pretty sure they're going to pick a quarterback. I don't think, sorry, no, I don't think Davis Mills is the right choice over there. Even though he's a, a competent backup anywhere. Damian Pierce obviously doing what he does. I think the Eagles can get run on. He's not going to win rookie of the year, though, which is actually sad for me. But Kenneth Walker, shout out. And then, like, the Eagles, boy, Miles Sanders. You can still have Miles Sanders, by the way. But, <laughs> I mean, he did get a touchdown. And then Dallas Goddard obviously destroyed that defense. And, yeah, that's about it. I mean, the Eagles are just going to run through everybody, I guess. Yeah, so the Eagles are a team that they're 8-0 to start the year. I believe their win total to start the year was 10, if I remember correctly, or 9.5 maybe, something like that. And uh, they're clearly going to smash that over. They look like the best team in the NFC, arguably the best team in football. Uh, and, look, they look great on both sides of the ball. Nick Seriani, who I had doubts about last year, looks like he is a uh, – He's an adequate coach in this league. I still want to see them against better competition. It feels like, uh, again, you can only play who the schedule goes up against, but I, I want to see them more. I want to see them against the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. I want to see them against other competition in the NFC, but it is going to be a little bit difficult to dethrone them because the NFC is clearly weaker than uh, I think the AFC and probably weakest that it's been in a long, long time. It feels like a lot of teams have flaws and, Who's the second best team in the NFC, Peter? Is it the Vikings? No, the Vikings got absolutely uh even though they did win, I think they got exposed. I think their defense is not that good. It might be the Cowboys. And it's the... I like their I like their offense, I like their defense. Dak will be all right, I guess. Or the Seahawks, believe it or not. Yeah, like I I, I still 
have question marks about Dallas, just the whole Mike McCarthy thing. That still is something to me. And I also think Dallas could, should or couldn't should be uh, in the room for another pass catcher. Odell Beckham is somebody who is reportedly on their radar. And when it comes to the other team you mentioned, the Seahawks, I know Geno Smith has been awesome this year, but you would you would have to think that the magic would go away at some point, right? I don't know. Their <laughs> offense looks amazing. Kenneth Walker is probably the best running back in the NFC, maybe. And maybe the 49ers, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could know. see them if Tampa can get their stuff together. Maybe I don't know. It's just the NFC seems wide open to me. That's why that was one of the reasons why I, I picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, because I felt that this conference was going to be sort of more open than people gave uh, the anticipated. And I think that's exactly been the case. Now, I probably should have picked the Eagles over the Vikings, but. Hey, uh, my Vikings pick looks solid right now because the uh, the other team in the NFC North has completely just died out on us. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers, Peter. Let's talk about that game. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost against Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions. The Packers fall to three and six on the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was 23 of 43, one touchdown and three interceptions. Uh, the Detroit Lions, they finally get a win. They move to two and six on the year. Uh, Jared Goff was 14 of 26 for 137 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, this was the game that the Lions, they needed. Coming off a of bye week, there's been a lot of rumors about Dan uh, Dan Quinn, I'm sorry, uh, Dan Campbell's job status going forward, and uh, they got it done. Uh, the defense has been historically bad for Detroit this year, and they held Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense to nine points. Uh, but Peter, so look, it feels like every week we're like, the Packers going to get back on track. I picked them. In week nine to win in this game, I picked them to cover. I thought they'd win in a dominant fashion. I thought they'd win like 34 to 20 or something. And that wasn't the case at all. Aaron Rodgers had a couple bad turnovers in the red zone. And this Packers team is three and six. The division is clearly out of reach. The wild card is still on the table because like we just talked about a couple of minutes ago, the NFC is sort of in a, a wide open pattern. But Peter, are the Packers fixable? Not this year. Their their uh schedule down the stretch is really really tough. I mean, Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. So rip. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think it's gonna be the last year of Aaron Rodgers. Defensive coordinator is probably gonna get fired. Uh, Sean Gary out with an ACL injury. They still need a receiver, which I didn't get. And I I don't know. I mean, their coach might get fired, but. I really think they should just blow it up, to be honest. But I, I don't know if they will. Because you're still paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million bucks. You get what you pay for. Can't get a receiver. Can't do that. And I mean, on the other side, good are the Lions defense actually showing up? Even though I think they're absolutely fraud still. But it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of uh, what the Packers did this offseason. Look, they wanted to retain Aaron Rodgers. They did. They gave him, I believe, his $50 million a year for three years. And Devontae Adams, of course, was dealt to the Vegas Raiders. And they would never really replace that production. I know they went to the draft. They drafted two receivers. And uh, Dobbs has shown flashes, but he's, look, he's injured. He's going to miss the next, I think, six weeks. So he's out. Watson has been a non-factor all season. Uh, Randall Cobb's past his prime. He's been injured a lot. Alan Lazard's been hurt a lot. So I'm just surprised that the Packers went into this season with so little in the receiving core. I think they had too much faith in Aaron Rodgers uh, in his late 30s at this point. Now, I don't believe he is like done or anything like that, but I think he just doesn't have confidence or faith in this receiving core. I don't think he has faith in that offensive line. And I think this Packers organization's in some trouble because they really doubled down. They re-signed Aaron Rodgers. They could have traded him for a couple draft picks and they could have went with Jordan Love or they could have went back in the draft or signed somebody to really... uh fill the gap like they could have traded a guy for like they could have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, somebody like that uh, and they elected to pass on that they signed Aaron Rodgers they gave him everything he wanted the power the money everything and now it's kind of backfiring on them and they're looking like they're a sub 500 team it looks like they could finish the season with seven or eight wins and that is so much below expectations it's not even funny a lot of people called them the front runners in the NFC I know we didn't necessarily feel that way but a lot of other people did and to not even go, get to 500, I think that's pretty bad. And I think Matt LaFleur, who has had nothing but success in Green Bay, he could potentially be put on notice. Uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, he has not looked good this year at all. The special teams unit is still a joke. And I don't know how you get better because you don't really have the money, the capital to do it. And it's just going to be about 
developing these receivers, getting Dobbs better, getting Watson better. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I think this Packers team's in trouble, especially with the they, Vikings getting better and the, do, the Bears yeah. have a quarterback. They do. Yeah, they do. I mean, Justin Fields looks amazing. But I mean, Green Bay does hold the 10th pick. Let's see if they can actually draft a receiver. They don't draft a receiver like Aaron Rodgers and just like walk out that door, right? Yeah, I mean, regardless where they pick. Unless they're going to just yeah. blow it up and try to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I don't even know if they can do that, though, because I, I you're going to have to find a taker to give to take on Aaron Rodgers and his $50 million for the next two years. And I, I don't know. I'd be surprised. And you wouldn't even really get a lot. I, I don't. I think the time to move Rodgers was last year after that. He had a really good season and all that sort of thing. And now coming off a season in which he's had a career worst season, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult to move him. I think they're going to roll with him. I think they're just going to try to surround him better, like you said, whether that's draft receiver in the first round, whether it's to execute a trade and bring somebody in. Uh, they are They have to do something because it's really bad down there in Green Bay, and I thought it would get better, and uh, I'm officially off that Packers bandwagon. I'm not picking them this week. I don't imagine picking them in the foreseeable future unless something like that changes really quickly. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm just down on them completely. Give them to the Colts. Yeah, that's what a lot of that's what I said last year. I thought that would have been tell you what I we'll talk about the Colts later, but uh, I thought that made a lot of sense for them because of the whole uh, Pat McAfee connection. Uh, Pat McAfee, of course, has Aaron Rodgers um, on his show. I think it's every Tuesday. It's the only like media source that Aaron Rodgers does, and it's it's ironic because like Aaron Rodgers, he said it last year and the year before. He's just very against like. I don't know, being like open and transparent, he feels like the media is out to get him. Like he's talked about that a lot. But Pat McAfee, of course, former Colt, he's based at Indianapolis, all that sort of thing. Very close with Jim Irsay, Chris Bauer, the general manager. I thought there was something there, and they, of course, went in the direction of Matt Ryan, and that's completely, like, completely blown up. So, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I don't know what you do if you're the Packers. I really don't. You're not. In a, you're in a lose-lose situation because now Jordan Love. They clearly don't believe in Jordan Love. That's why they paid Aaron Rodgers in the first place. So it's just, it's a mess. Well, I mean, have you seen Jordan Love in the preseason? He's absolutely garbage. Yeah. But he never really was giving a, a, a real, Fair. I guess, true opportunity. But yeah, I'm like, I'm no Jordan Love guy. I never really was. So uh, I, I do think ultimately they'll probably end up moving him at some point. All right, Peter, let's shift gears to the AFC East. So, Peter, the New York Jets, after uh, an awful performance against the Patriots in which Zach Wilson threw three interceptions, uh, you, I think you called him a bust, right? I believe you called him a bust. Uh, yeah, New- it's over for Zach Wilson. It's Even over for Zach Wilson. Yeah. So, the Jets, uh, they hosted the Buffalo Bills, uh, who many people thought were the best team in the NFL, and they came out with a victory. The Jets beat the Bills 20-17. to 17. Uh, Zach Wilson did not turn the football over. He was 18 of 25 for 154 yards and a touchdown. The Jets' running game got going with Michael Carter and James Robinson, new acquisition from the Jaguars. Carter rushed for 76 yards, and Robinson rushed for 48 yards. Uh, rookie Garrett Wilson had eight receptions for 92 yards. Other side of things with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Uh, this is back-to-back games in which he hasn't necessarily looked like that MVP quarterback, uh, which he did earlier in the season. Uh, Allen was 18 of 34. Uh, for two interceptions, he was sacked five times. He was the leading rusher for the Bills, of course, uh, with 86 rushing yards. The Jets move to 6-3, and three, and the Bills fall to 6-2 and two on the year. Uh, another storyline for this game, Peter, is Josh Allen uh, hurt his elbow in the game. Uh, it's like it reportedly could be like a UCL injury. Um, it's like an elbow tendon sort of thing, so it's unclear what his practice status is going to be this week or going forward. So uh, maybe uh, by the time we release this, we'll get an update on that, but there is no firm report on that. Some people think it's just going to be day-to-day. Some people think he could miss a couple weeks. There's even been other reports that maybe he could miss the rest of the year. So it's kind of up in the air for Josh Allen and the Bills right now. But if Allen is going to, let's say, miss a little bit of time, uh, are the Bills completely screwed for the go foreseeable case, future? Go, go Case Keenum. Hell yeah. But no, I don't think they're screwed. They have a good offense all the way around. I mean, their receivers could bail out Case Keenum. You saw a bad Josh Allen in this game. They don't have a running game. I know they traded for Naeem Hines, but he wasn't involved. Obviously, he got traded on Tuesday. But I, I think this is a division. Uh, I'm pretty sure this this division is going to have four teams. They all have their flaws. They do have all their flaws. Yeah, I, I think everybody else in the AFC has flaws too. So Yeah, 
And we talked about sort of like the levels of the AFC, and it feels like it's the Chiefs and Bills and everybody else. If you take Josh Allen away from the Buffalo Bills, then it's the Chiefs and everybody else. So that gives a team that has flaws more of an opportunity. Uh, and Josh Allen, right, last two games, uh, he's really struggled like I just talked about. He's thrown four interceptions. Uh, his completion percentages the last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, was 52%. Last week, it was 53%. So, look, he's struggling a little bit, and the elbow injury absolutely hurts for sure. Um, and I'm concerned about the run game as well. If you take Josh Allen away from that equation, you're going to have to lean on guys like Devin Singletary, who who is having a half-decent year, but, again, his usage hasn't really been there. And James Cook, they don't believe in him. So can they get Naheem Hines going? He's more of a pass catcher anyway. So uh, I don't know. So let's just – I got the Bills schedule pulled up here, Peter. Uh, Buffalo has – they host the Vikings this week. Uh if Josh Allen is not there, I think that's a loss. That's a revenge uh, game, Case Keenum, right? Yes, yes, uh, that's true. Uh, that's it's funny how poetic that is. You're right. Uh, then they host the Browns. Uh, then they're at Detroit, at the Patriots, and then home against the Jets. So that's their next five games. So again, we don't know if Allen's going to miss any time. Allen might not miss. He might not even miss a practice. Who knows? But the elbow injuries can be tricky, uh, especially when it's throwing elbow and everything. That's else his now. rookie year injury too, right? Yeah, he got yeah, injured. I, yeah. It's more of like a pitcher's injury, uh, and so it, it does have an effect. It's going to have an effect on his velocity, his arm strength as a whole. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Like the, Again, I, I don't know. I, if I were a Bills fan, I, I would be a little bit uh Honestly, if you're the concerned. Bills, you can hold him out for three weeks and just have him ready for the Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. Yeah, you could do that. You could absolutely do But again, another one reason why they might be a little hesitant to do so is because the AFC East is so close. If the Bills were... Three games up, then yeah, maybe you do it. But if the Bills lose, and let's say the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins win, it's you know it's basically a tie. So I think that could be a reason why they hesitate to do that sort of thing. Like if they were in the AFC West or the AFC, no, any division but the AFC East, then you probably do that. You probably be on the safe side. I still think they should be on the safe side with Allen, but I'm curious to see how it unfolds here. If look, I I think that we'll probably get a report in the next I don't know 24 to 48 hours. For sure. All right, Peter, let's talk about my weekly uh, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so my Vegas Raiders, right? Um, look, uh, again, going to Jacksonville in this game, the Raiders held, I believe it was a 20 to nothing lead in the game, uh, and they ended up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They blew another lead. Uh, the Jaguars win 27 to 20. Uh, Jaguars improved to 3 and 6 on the year, and the Raiders fall to 2 and 6 on the year, 0 oh and 5 on the road. Trevor Lawrence was 25 of 31 for 235 yards and a touchdown. Travis Etienne, he's really coming to his own lately. He had 28 carries for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Christian Kirk, he had eight catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Other side of things, Derek Carr. Carr was 21 of 36 for 259 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had 17 carries for 67 yards. At least Devontae Adams got involved. He was the only skill position player that got involved, but he actually did something. He had 10 catches, 146 yards, and two touchdowns on 17 targets. So last week, we kind of were displeased with the Raiders for not feeding Devontae Adams, and now they've fed him 17 times. So like I said, Peter, the Raiders fall to 2-6 and six on the year, and it feels like it's getting worse and worse by the week for the Raiders. So yeah, I, I, I think we both came to the agreement last week that they're probably not going to make the playoffs and all that sort of thing. I still don't think McDaniels gets fired, the whole Gruden thing. Uh, I think is a reason that's going to save McDaniels. If it wasn't for that, then I think he would be on the hot seat. But right now, I, I still don't think he is. Here, I'll let you go. I know you love the Raiders. But, I mean, they blew another 23-10 lead. And the Raiders are the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Our theory was right, though. Devontae Adams did have the flu. I mean, he doesn't have the yeah. flu anymore. Darren Waller, where is he? He's never going to play. That hamstring injury, eight weeks. Holy crap. Josh Jacobs, he can't run the ball anymore. Like, Three weeks ago, he scored like three touchdowns. Now he's nowhere to be found. Josh McDaniels, I think, should be fired. I don't care what you say. And then Jaguars, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked fine. He got some of his throws actually impressed me, but it is what it is. You can't lose the Jaguars. Raiders are the worst team I've ever seen in my life. It's so bad. It's so bad. Look, look, Trevor Lawrence, he had a good game in this game. I think. Uh, I think this Raiders defense is really bad. Uh, and I'm surprised. I thought it would be a little bit better. Uh, they released Jonathan Abram, their former first-round pick, the uh, safety. Um, they cut him on Tuesday. So, I don't know. I think the defense is really bad. Offensively, it feels like it's Devontae Adams, and that's it. Hunter Renfro has not made a leap that I anticipated he would in this offense. Darren Waller, who 
I guess was in trade rumors as well. Uh, there was a lot of rumors, I guess, about that after they paid him. So I'm not sure what's going on. And maybe there's some internal disagreement with his injury and the team and all that sort of thing. So maybe that's what's the hold up for Darren Wall. Or maybe the team wants him to play and he's like, nah. But they just paid him. So if I'm the team, I'm a little annoyed. I still don't think Derek Carr is really fitting in with this Raiders system. He's just not. Um, I feel like we've criticized Derek Carr for not going to Devontae Adams enough. And I think in this game, he went to him too much. Like he got targeted 17 times and Adams only had 10 receptions. They weren't on the same page. And look, I, I just feel like McDaniels, I think it's in his head now. I feel like blowing leads has been something this Raiders team has now done like five times this year. Uh, and, and look, it's not been good by any stretch. And like I said, if it wasn't for the John Gruden contract and that sort of that whole fiasco, I think McDaniels would absolutely be on the hot seat right now. But I do think no matter what happens this year, Peter McDaniels is rolling back out for year two. Now, if year two goes as poorly as this year, he's going to get banged out before the season's done. But I just can't see them getting rid of him after one year at this point. I would be super, super, super surprised. I think the money thing really is a big, big reason why. And Mark Davis kind of did this to himself in terms of he gave his program to Dave Ziegler and McDaniels. Like he, he hired the general manager and the coach. So I'd be surprised if he blew it up after one year. One thing that I, I think is still on the table, I think Derek Carr's future is in jeopardy in Vegas. Uh, I think that's absolutely on the table. That's a good cult, too. I mean, they do hold the yeah, third That is a good pick. cult, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good cult. Good cult. <laughs> well, maybe they could be in the running procedure, Sean, and Bryce Young. Maybe the third pick. I know it's week 10. No, it's pretty early. but Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I, I'm very curious to see what the Raiders do, and I'll throw this half scenario don't don't give me Jared Stidham don't do that no I, I wasn't gonna do that I wasn't right. and Stidham had a Stidham had a good preseason for sure so I'm not saying he's gonna get any looks this year but he, he did play well in the preseason um so Tom Brady's a free agent at the end of the year uh I think he's retiring but if he however changes his mind and decides to he wants to continue and he wants to play I don't think it will be in Tampa Bay I don't think it will be in Miami because of the year two is having and they went with Mike McDaniel and I think that's that's what they're gonna go with I think Vegas would be appealing to Brady for a lot of different reasons. Business reasons. I think the offensive skill position talent is there. If Waller actually plays, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, McDaniels, of course. But um, again, I, I don't, I'm not calling it a realistic scenario yet. But if Brady does decide he wants to play for his age 46 season, which, I, I do, which I'm not saying he will, I, I think that would make a little bit of sense. And that would be kind of fun. Hey, he doesn't have a wife anymore to appeal to. You can do whatever he wants. You go to Vegas, baby. Go to Vegas. Yeah, go to Vegas. Meet somebody else. Meet, yeah. another, uh, meet your third supermodel wife. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. But uh, again, I don't know how realistic it is. I still think Brady's retiring and he's going to be calling Fox games next football season. Or actually, I, I think he's not going to do anything next season. I think he's going to take the year off. Then I think he's going to do Fox games. But uh, if... Brady does go to Vegas. I think that would be absolutely absurd. Again, I, I, I again, it's very, very unlikely. So, I'm I forgot bunch... he's getting thirty-five million dollars from Fox. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna get a bunch of texts from people and say, "Oh, you think Brady's going to Vegas?" I, Vegas, and I, look, I don't. I right now, I do not. But if Brady decides to play, I think it's on the table um, because I think he knows that system. He can execute go, that come system back to better the than Carr. Come back, come back to the past. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't see that. <laughs> I think the Raiders scenario would make a lot of sense, especially with Miami being, I think it's that, that's, that book's closed in my opinion. Should never be closed. You have two other quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I think it's closed. I think from a, a PR standpoint, I think it's closed for both sides. And I think the year two has had, again, if two pisses down his pants for the rest of the year, then maybe, but I, I don't see that at this point. Listen, I'll give the Dolphins credit though. They are really good. Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill. Pretty good. And make a tool actually look really good. Yeah, we'll talk about this game because you're now high on fields. Uh, you have you have been for the last couple weeks. Uh, and you picked the Bears to cover in this game. So uh, Dolphins ended up hanging on to beat the Bears 35-32. It was a thriller. It was a back-and-forth game. The Bears made a little bit of a comeback at the end. Uh, two in this game was 21 of 30 for two, 302 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he might be RB1 down there in Miami. He had nine carries for 51 yards. Uh, Jeff Wilson, of course, being acquired... Uh, from the San Francisco 49ers after the 49ers uh, acquired McCaffrey. Uh, Tyreek Hill continued to do Tyreek Hill things. Seven catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown. And Justin Fields put together, I think, his third consecutive game in which he uh, he looked comfortable, he looked poised in the pocket, and he looked like he was avoiding big mistakes. Fields was 17 of 28, 123 yards, and three touchdowns. And he also had 178 yards in the ground along with a rushing touchdown. 
And Darnell Mooney had seven catchers for 43 yards in this game. Dolphins improved to six and three, and the Bears fall to three and six on this in the season. Uh, now, I know the Dolphins, look, they were five-point favorites in this game. They had to win this game, and they did. But I think the story is Justin Fields is putting together a nice rebound year, too. And from that 2021 draft class, he's clearly put together a better year than all of those quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Bears, three and six. It doesn't matter, though. They know they have their quarterback of the future. Justin Fields looks like he's the second coming of God, to be honest. I might get a Justin Fields jersey. He can wow. run all the field. He broke off like a 60-yard rushing touchdown. With another receiver, I mean, Chase Claypool, did he play? Yeah, two two receptions, 13 yards. He should get more in the playbook. I think they should draft another receiver to help him out next year. But Bears are looking good. Their future's bright. And as I said, the Dolphins, I mean, Dolphins are Dolphins. I hate the Dolphins, but 6-3 and three or 6-3, and three and it is what it is. But if you if you uh, draft the last year's draft class, I mean, Joshua Fields should be no no lower than two. You could yeah, still yeah. take Trevor Lawrence at one. But everyone else is kicking themselves for no Justin Fields. I am, at least. Mac Jones looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing with Fields, he's put together a nice stretch here. I got to see a little bit more. Um, but look, I, I clearly have Fields ahead of Wilson and all that. And I wasn't going into the year, I wasn't sure about that. I was I was indifferent about Fields. I didn't think, I, but I think Matt Eberfelus has put him Isn't in that what they said out of college, though? Justin well, Fields is going to be better later, and then Mac Jones is good now. So, yeah, they did, Mac Jones was the most like uh, pro-ready pro, re, pro ready quarterback, uh, and I think we saw that in his rookie year. But with Fields, it was more – a lot of the criticism for Fields was he's slow at processing. He's slow to, like, get things together. And uh, I think maybe that – it took him a little bit while to really get things going. And, <clears throat> again, I'm not – ready to uh i'm not like you i'm not ready to break out the fields jerseys or anything like that i need to see a little bit more but this stretch has been great all he's right Peter. like a top 12 quarterback oh he's yeah he's been awesome absolutely awesome uh the last since that patriots game he's been awesome this three game stretch nearly got dropped in for Aaron Rodgers. see ya yeah. thank you look there you go <laughs> all right peter let's talk about we were mentioning tom brady before let's get back to that game so Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, again, this was a very uh, low scoring. I hope you took the under in this game. Game against the Rams. Two offenses that are struggling. Two offensive lines that are struggling. And this is exactly how this game unfolded. The Bucks ended up coming back to beat the Rams, sixteen to thirteen. Tom Brady in this game was thirty six of fifty eight, two hundred eighty yards and a touchdown. They continued to not run the ball successfully. Uh, Fournette only had nineteen rushing yards. Uh, and the Bucks' reading, uh, leading receiver was Kate Otten, believe it or not. Five catches for 68 yards. Who would have ever guessed that? Uh, and an offense with uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette out of the backfield, even Brashard Perryman. Um, other side of things, Matt Stafford still doesn't look comfortable behind that offensive line. Stafford was 13 of 27 for 165 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked four times. Uh, Daryl Henderson had 12 carries for 56 yards. Cam Akers, he was finally active after a month of... Uh, of trade rumors. Uh, and Cooper Cup continues to be the only offensive player on that team. Eight catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. So the Bucks move to four and five, and they take another, they take hold of that division lead in the NFC South. And the Rams fall to three and five on the year. So, Peter, the Bucks, you pretty much bet them to win the Super Bowl. You had Brady's the MVP. So this was a big win for you. Yeah, Brady's not going to win MVP, but it looks pretty good. I mean, rushing. They can't get that going. I think Rashad White is going to take over Leonard Fournette's job sooner rather than later. Just to see what they have out of the rookie, and then receiving. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get. Uh, do they practice with like no gloves on? Like they're dropping balls. Like no matter what. Like Mike Evans, Scott, uh, Scotty Miller, your your boy. Uh, last drive was catching third down, fourth down passes all the time. It's good to see. Yeah, Mike Evans looks old to me. Uh, I th- he looks old and beat up. And I know you're a big Mike Evans guy, but he just he doesn't look like he's the same Mike Evans as he was last year, uh, or even previous years. And I think that's uh, that's not good. Uh, with Scotty Miller, I've, I've been a big Scotty Miller guy for a couple of years, but he just doesn't get the playing time. But when he's out there, he makes an impact. So I'm not sure why he doesn't necessarily see the field. I know he's more of a slot guy, so he's like Godwin. But when he's out there, he makes plays. Yeah, and then the Rams, as you said, I mean Cooper Cup accounting for what like 75 percent of Matthew Stafford. He's their he's their whole yards. Offense. It's literally their yeah. I wanted Cam Akers so bad just to, like, get, like, 15 carries, like, 100 yards and a touchdown. So bad. Just be like, why didn't you play me for the last, like, five weeks? But obviously it didn't happen. 
not behind that offensive line. I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL, like the bad offensive line plays making the quarterback play like really bad. Like, and I tell you what, I think Matt Stafford has regressed. I think that elbow injury that he had, it has absolutely impacted his arm strength and the Rams offense as a whole. But that offensive line is really, is really hurting that team. And we've seen that a lot throughout the NFL. It's just bad offensive line play. I feel like that's been a real story for the season. I mean, we see it in New England. We see it everywhere, though. Yeah, you can talk about New England. The Colts also the worst offensive line on both sides. I know. Exactly. Exactly, Peter. So uh, before we get into the Sunday night football game, yeah, we can talk about Pat's Colts. So, Peter, I was there, uh, and the Patriots won, so the curse of Jason Palmer being there looks extinct. Uh, the Patriots won 26-3. It was a defensive, pretty much masterpiece for the Patriots. So let's talk about the Patriots' defense. I think they had 10 sacks. Uh, nine sacks, I'm sorry. And Sam Ellinger uh, was 15 of 29 for 103 yards. He threw an interception. Uh, the Colts were, of course, without Jonathan Taylor in this game. Offensively, they looked inept. Offensive line was really bad, which is crazy because that was the strength of the Colts for so many years. It wasn't yeah, that last long year, ago. that was amazing. That's why Jonathan yeah. Taylor won. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Other side of things with the Patriots, their offense did not look great either. Uh, Mac Jones was 20 of 30, 147 yards. One touchdown. He was sacked four times. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson had 15 carries for 60 yards. He also had a receiving touchdown in this game. But like you said, this game was about bad offensive line play. I think we saw it on both sides. The Colts' offensive line was worse than the Patriots somehow. Um, but wow. So, Peter, your take on the I, – I will say this. Uh, your take on the Patriots' offense as a whole, if you had to blame the issues, right, one, two, three, four, five, if there's five, how would you go? Yeah, obviously one's the offensive line. They're missing their center, David Andrews, obviously. And Cole Strange is getting benched every other week. And then Isaiah wins, Isaiah win. Number two is Mac Jones. He's even though that there's often a uh, bad offensive line play, he's still missing like Stevenson. Still he's still missing some throws. I don't think it's all Mac Jones' fault. Number three is uh, obviously Matt Patricia or whoever's running the offense. They should be fired. And if Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach, yikes. So is it the, the, you have three problems? Yeah, that's about it. All right, I'm, I'm gonna extend it, extend it. I'm gonna extend the olive branch a little bit further. I'm gonna say number one is the offensive line. Like you said, the David Andrews injury has clearly impacted Cole Strange. Clearly impacted the whole line. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, who I tell you what, right tackle has been a complete no show for the Patriots all season long since week one, and Isaiah Wynn's been bouncing between that and guard, and it's been a complete mess. Marcus Cannon, who looked adequate, is now on IR. He's out for four weeks with a concussion. So they need David Andrews back, and I think the interior part of the line will look okay. Uh, Michael Wenu's been fine. Trent Brown, for the most part, has been fine. But it's been awful for Isaiah Wynn, and Cole Strange has been up and down. So, uh, And when you lose Andrews, it it's just like a trickle-down effect. Uh, number two, I, I'm going to blame it on the play calling. Where, again, whoever you want to slice it up. Uh, number three, I'm going to blame it on the lack of receiver separation. Uh, the receivers in this game had zero separation. They don't win routes at all. It's very seldom in which they win routes. What about Ty Con Thornton? Third quarter. Yeah. No? And n- number four, uh, I'll blame Mac Jones. He's number four on my list, which is last on the list. I, I think when you have nothing around you when you're a young quarterback, you're going to struggle. And that's exactly what they've, that's exactly the hand that he's been dealt in this situation. And I will say, I think uh, they have a bye week this week. So big bye, big bye week because then they have the Jets coming after. So we will see how yeah, they got to show me they can beat the Jets again. And if they beat the Jets this week, I think they could have something cooking. Yeah, and then obviously, I didn't know, obviously the Colts uh, coach got fired on, what is it, Monday? Yeah, you want to hit that now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that Jeff Saturday was a, I obviously that's a fake interim coach, but like I didn't know that he had any coaching experience like at all. He does not. <laughs> Just like Paul Pat, Pat McAfee back there, that's like the same crap. Yeah, I was, tell you what, this is one of the craziest stories of the NFL season. Uh, so like Peter said, on Monday, Frank Reich was fired. Uh, Frank Reich, I believe, was the, coach there for the Colts coach for six years, maybe? Something like that. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I think Frank Reich's a good coach in this league. I think he'll be hired next year. Uh, like I said, this year, this is why he got, I'll, I'll tell you how he got fired. He was a big Carson Wentz guy. He was all in on Carson Wentz. The Carson Wentz experiment was deemed a failure by Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard. Wentz was shipped out, and they brought in Matt Ryan. He wasn't necessarily in love with the fit of Matt Ryan, and that's why Matt Ryan was benched. Um, and he went with Sam Ellinger, and Sam Ellinger has not looked good either, of course. And I think they wanted to make a decision here, and offensive line has looked awful. Defense has looked pretty good, but Darius Leonard, I mean, 
I, I don't know. Personally, it feels like he's not the same player. So uh, I got some question marks there. The receiver room, Michael Pittman hasn't taken a step forward. So I think that's all on Matt Ryan. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's why Reich was fired. And Jim Irsay bringing in Jeff Saturday out of the ESPN booth was, again, it's one of the most controversial decisions I've ever seen. Like, seriously, that's like, tell you what, the Texans interviewed Josh McCowan last year, and they've, they've kind of like, they flirted with him the last couple of years to be their head coach. McCowan's the same thing. He has no head coaching. He has no coaching experience. But if you bring him to start the year, like McCowan, like, okay, he's going to hire his own assistants and do that sort of thing, right? Cool. But to bring in a guy with no coaching experience, he's not even part of the staff, to be the head coach now, if you're on that staff, right, if you're Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, who has previous NFL coaching experience, if you're John Fox, who has previous end coaching experience, if you're Bubba Ventrone, who is considered one of a, a young and upcoming coaches in this league, and you get overpassed by the dude from ESPN, like I understand, look, he was, he's a great center in this league, a smart guy, knows football, I get that. But again, if you're part of this staff, if you're on this team, you got to be sitting there like, dude, are you serious? I'll tell you what, Peter, that press conference that Ursay and Chris Bowen and Saturday had on Monday was one of the biggest clown shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it's indefensible. It really is, and I understand the the narrative. Oh, they're tanking this and that, but the disrespect for all the veterans in that locker room and that coaching staff to be to just be bypassed from a dude at ESPN. Yeah, when like, I saw that what? notification, I thought that was absolutely fake. Like as I said, if you want to do that, put Pat McAfee back there, put Peyton Manning back there. Like, like what are we doing? I don't know. I'll put Reggie White back there. Like I know they're not gonna try, and obviously, rightfully so. I don't think the Colts are that good, but they should have fired the GM first. And it's not Frank Reich's fault where they can't draft. They don't want to draft the quarterback. Yeah. Don't uh, want to uh, sign any receivers. They don't want to sign any offensive linemen. They're saving the cap for I don't even know what. I don't, I don't know either. And I think Ballard, he probably he might not be far behind. Uh, and I just, they even asked him, so they were like, so like, are you like worried that he did that Saturday doesn't have any experience? He's like, no, nah, he doesn't have bad tendencies. He doesn't care about analytics or anything like that. And I don't know, like if seriously, there's a lot of veteran coaches on that staff. Like I just mentioned, John Fox has been to a super, to a Super Bowl. Uh, Gus Bradley, he was the defensive coordinator for Seattle. He was he coached in Seattle. Where did he coach? Gus Bradley was it Seattle? Jacksonville. No, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. I know he flamed out, but bear with me here. He was a coach in this league. He's a he's a respectable defensive coordinator. And you're bypassed by Jeff Saturday, the dude from ESPN. Yeah, bro. I mean, like. Put Peyton Manning as your quarterback Seriously. coach, put Reggie White as your wide receivers coach, and just bring back the whole like 2018. Whatever. That's like Bill Belichick being fired tomorrow and the Patriots hiring Randy Moss. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, like what are we doing? Well, like Teddy Bruschi or something. Yeah, like, yeah, Bruschi's a coach now. Like, what are you doing? If you want to do that at the beginning of the season and you want to make waves and that sort of thing, that's fine because he's going to hire his own staff and he's going to get the program. This dude literally has been tweeting about the NFL season all year. He tweeted like last week, the Raiders are horrible and now they have to play the Raiders. Like, it makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. If you're Jeff Saturday, he's probably sitting there like, "I'm screw it. What do I get to lose?" You know. Well, Jeff Saturday is like, "Listen, that's a that's a pay raise. Who cares?" Oh yeah, I, I don't blame him. Like, again, anyone asking to be an NFL coach, you're gonna say yeah. He's probably like, "ESPN, can I leave for a head coaching job?" And they're like, "Wait, you?" Yeah, like what? Like, like, yeah, I got the call. And then they're like, "Yeah, go ahead." And like I said, I don't blame the Colts if they go into next year and if they went into next year and they're like, "Actually, Jeff Saturday, you're gonna be our coach," because that's the. He's going to hire his own staff and whatever, and the players will buy in and all that sort of thing. Like, why did you have to do it now? Like, he wasn't going anywhere. He was on ESPN. It wasn't like a team was going to hire him tomorrow. Like, he's going to be there next year. Yeah, he was right. already consultant for the team. Consultant for the team, which some people have been saying, like, that's such a, a BS term. Like, David Ortiz is a consultant for the Red Sox. He just walks around spring training and points at people. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like Vertex. Yeah, it's like, no, but Vertex is an actual like bench coach. But like, whatever. It's just. Annoying with it, I don't know. I, I, if you're a Colts fan, like I don't understand how you can support this. I really can't. I, Frank Reich, I know he might have run its course in Indy, but it just feels like, look, you picked them to win the AFC South. Like you, oh, they had high expectations with Matt Ryan. Some people picked them as the dark horse in the AFC. I don't know. It's just indefensible in my opinion. If you're Gus Bradley, John Fox, if you're Bubba Ventron, you're gonna be like, dude, I can't wait to leave. Like I'm gonna get fired <laughs> right. anyway. Like who cares? It just makes no sense to me. Like, I thought Bubba Ventron would have been perfect. He's somebody, he's a special teams coordinator, and I, I know who cares about special teams, but he's somebody that a lot of 
I guess he's been on a lot of radar for potential head coaching interviews in the next couple of years. He's like 38, 39 years old. Like, wouldn't it make sense to see what you got with him? Because he's going to leave next year because you're going to fire him. Like, wouldn't it make sense? And no. Anybody else. Yeah. Ursay, I mean, I saw someone tweeted this. I think it was Evan Lazar of Patriots.com. He's like, Trevor Ursay has lived up the coattails of Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning for like 20 years. And that time has come to an end. And I think that's perfectly, just perfectly stated. It's so true. They haven't had a quarterback than Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck fell into their lap. Yeah. And it's just an absolute mess. Absolute mess. No quarterback. No real identity. No direction. I don't even know, Peter. That, yeah, that's I why I need that. them to get a quarterback that's like fake. Derek Carr is a great answer. Derek Carr. So Derek yeah. Carr to Indy, Brady to Vegas. Yeah. Got that's it. Good. We called it. <laughs> All right, Peter. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday night game this week. Um, for the most part, it was an entertaining game, Peter. Uh, the Chiefs came into this game as big, big, big favorites. I think they were, what, 12-point favorites in this game? I saw them at 14 and a half. 14, oh, kickoff. whatever it was. So Ryan Tannehill was out for this game. Malik Willis uh, was the quarterback, the rookie from Liberty. Uh, Willis didn't necessarily play well, but Titans somehow took the Chiefs to overtime in this game. The Chiefs ended up rallying back to come back to win 20-17. to 17. The Chiefs moved to 6-2 and two on the year. Pat Mahomes was 43 of 68 for one, 446 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, Travis Kelsey had 10 catches for 106 yards. Uh, other side of things, Malik Willis had was 5 of 16 for 80 yards. He did not turn the ball over. Uh, Derrick Henry had 17 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. So the Titans pretty much went totally away from the passing game. They ran the ball the whole game. They played field position, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, Chiefs moved to six and two. Titans fall to five and three. I thought the Titans were going to win this game for a while. I really did. Yeah, me too. Obviously, Derrick Henry ran all over the Chiefs, and I like Malik Willis. Obviously, he didn't throw a pass to the wide receivers at all. Yeah. But they did. He did what they asked him to do. I don't think they trust him throwing the ball, but he can run. That kid can actually run. I like Malik Willis. And then this game actually felt like a playoff game. Obviously, defense of both sides. And the Chiefs, like, throw out all your running backs. Like, Zay Pacheco, garbage. Clyde, garbage. Derek McKinnon, garbage. I mean, Pat McCombs can throw, like, 50-plus times, but you can't expect them to throw 70 times. Yeah, I know it's an overtime, too, but that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Malik Willis was somebody, I remember when he, a lot of people thought he could be potentially a first-round pick. Uh, I know Carr, he had him as quarterback one, if I believe, Carr rough in the basket. I think he I think he had him as his first quarterback in the draft class in terms of like who he liked the most. And Malik Willis fell to, the, I think, the third round. And I remember he got drafted. Remember Ryan Tannehill was on edge, and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not coaching him. That's not my yeah. job. Yeah, hey, my job. And like he got all defensive and. I don't think Malik Willis has done enough to take the job from Tannehill. Like, I think Tannehill's done enough this year. No, but people who slander Malik Willis, like, he threw, like, three passes last week and threw, like, 15 passes this week. You can't really judge him on that. That's yeah, like no, I, no, I'm not slandering Willis. I just don't think he's ready, and I think that's why Vrabel isn't putting him in positions to, like, turn the ball over and that sort of thing. So, like, I don't think it's been an indictment on him either way. Uh, I, look, he didn't – look, they played in overtime, scored 17 points. You did all you could as a rookie quarterback from Liberty going in Arrowhead. It's a tough place to play. What you said about the Chiefs running backs, I feel like they like going by committee. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I thought, was going to burst onto the scene this year. I thought he was going to really take that leap, that year three leap for him. That really hasn't happened. Uh, he has sporadically, but really not too, too much. Isaiah Pacheco is somebody I think they really like. Now, uh, I think he's going to end up going to be that lead carrier by the season's end. That'd be my guess. So we'll see how that all unfolds. And, uh, of course, the Chiefs had uh, Kadarius Tony in action. Uh, he made his first-ever appearance for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, now the Chiefs, they ha- it feels like they have a lot of pass catchers that are like B-minus pass catchers, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Um, like, I get, other than Kelsey, of course. Hardman, like, it feels like they're all kind of like decent pass catchers. Not like great, but like okay. Sort of like the Patriots receiver room in a way, where it's like you got to – Bunch of good, okay guys, but no. Even back guys. in the day, you had Gronk and then everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. So I think Mahomes is good enough to really win on all circumstances. And now with that potential Josh Allen injury, things could even get easier for Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, with the, it's the Chiefs world. We're just loving in it. And I'm pretty sure they're just coasting. They don't even care. I don't even think they care if they get the first round by or not. You see, I think they, I don't, I don't think they want to go to Buffalo. I think they, I think they're worried about, I think, no, that's they don't the want to go to they're... Buffalo, but I don't think they care about anybody else. Yeah, no, I agree. As Again, injuries happen. If Kelsey or whoever goes down, maybe that changes. But right now, it feels like after this Allen injury, even if Allen's healthy, it feels like the Chiefs have surpassed the Bills, in my opinion. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but the Bills have looked uneven the last two weeks. All right, Peter, let's talk about the Monday night game. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they went into New Orleans, and they pretty much had their way with the Saints. They won 27-13. to Lamar Jackson didn't really throw the ball a lot. He was 12 of 22, 133 yards and a touchdown. My guy, Kenyon Drake, had 24 carries for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Other side of thing with the Saints, Andy Dalton was 19 of 29 for 210 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he uh, did what he did for most of the season, which is not much. He had nine carries for 30 yards. He also had three receptions for 32 yards. Uh, so the Saints fall to three and six, and the Ravens move to six and three, Peter. Is it time for the Saints to make a quarterback change? Yeah, I thought it was three weeks ago versus the Cardinals. I don't, I don't get why James. Uh, you might be right, Dennis. I don't like hate James Winston. I think he does. I, I think he does. Put in Taysom Hill full time. I don't. I don't even care. The Andy Dalton experiment is over. That's too much Andy Dalton for me. That's like three, two weeks a season, and that's it. The Red Rifle is over. And it, it is what it is. I mean, the Saints aren't going anywhere. That division's still up for grabs, which is absolutely a joke. But yeah. I think if you're wanted to win the division. You got to put in James Winston, and you yeah. can chuck it to Chris Olave. I know Olave's he went good. for like six for seventy-one or whatever. It is, yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, the Saints. There was a lot of people high on the Saints this year. A lot of people high on them. I wasn't necessarily that high on them, but a lot of people said they they were the sleeper team, and that hasn't come to fruition. Like I said, I think Dennis Allen and James Winston. There's some disconnect there because Dalton has had some bad games here. And I know last week wasn't a bad game, but like this week was bad. In the week before was bad. He had like two pick sixes against the Cardinals. Remember that? So I think there was some disconnect there. And Dennis Allen already named Dalton starter for next week. So there's obviously something that's not registering there. There's something going on there. And Like Winston better get like a whole new back in the offseason or something. You see, I think there's something. This had to have been something that stemmed during training camp preseason or turnover. Some, it's something. Something happened. I don't know what it is. Uh, also, the Saints will be without Michael Thomas for the rest of the year. Uh, Thomas, it's like his third consecutive year in which he's been a non-factor. Hurts for one of my fantasy teams. Uh, other side of things with the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are the third best team in the AFC. And Peter, if they can really get firing on all cylinders, I think they can enter the discussion with the Chiefs and the Bills. Not they saying they could another, be better. They need another wide receiver, though. I think they can enter. I think they can just enter the discussion. Like I think they're the closest to make that shot. And if things get weird in a playoff game, I could see them getting to the AFC title game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, it feels like he in the run game, he's been awesome. The pass game, uh, this game, this game, he didn't really have to do too much passing. But like you said, they, they feel like a skill position player short. Deshaun Jackson got hurt in this game. Shocker. Bateman's out and uh, Duvernay. Out. Yeah. So I still think Od- Odell Beckham would be an interesting fit here. I still think that would be interesting. I still think the Bengals over at this point. Really? Okay. See, I, I lean the Ravens here. Um, yeah, the Ravens moved to six and three on the year, uh, and the Saints fall to three and six. And my stock is pretty low on the Saints right now. I'm just not a believer in what they're doing, and I just uh, Kamara's regressed, and Thomas is out for the year. I thought he'd have a factor this year. Olave's been great, but I'm out. That's probably the worst contract in football. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Taysom Hill one doesn't look great either. Well, as I said two years ago, he had stuff on Sean Payton that didn't want to go out. Yeah, the Saints got gotta... like forty million bucks. You would think the change the Saints like being like in it, like they would want to like change some things up because like they're in it. They're a game out of the NFC South. Like if they were three games back, and it's like, hey, whatever. But also, I will say that trade they made with the Eagles it was the worst trade of the offseason. The Saints do not, if, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Chris Olave is amazing. Yeah, the Saints um, traded up in the draft, uh, and they uh, do not have a first round pick. And like, look, I like Olave and stuff, but they don't have a first round pick, and that's going to be a top ten pick for the Eagles, right? Philadelphia has the sixth pick. That right now would be the sixth pick. Yep. Yeah, and it feels like the Saints had a lot of holes to be going all in. I don't know, just me. Eagles are going to trade down for sure. Probably. All right, Peter, you want to get our picks for the week? Let's do it. All right, you want to start off? Yeah, I'll start off. Uh, Bucks minus two and a half in Germany. I want to pick a Germany game. I think the Seattle defense is a little overrated. And I think Tom Brady, even though he looks terrible, I don't think his receiver is going to be this bad for too long. Ooh, so going with the Germany game, Peter. I like it. I like it. I, 
I think I, this is a wild pick, and I like it, Peter. I'm going to go with you as well. I'm going to go Bucks minus two and a half. I feel like I picked them now three weeks in a row, but I'm rolling with it. Uh, I think Tom Brady and the Bucks offense, that press conference Tom Brady had at the end where he was like, that's bleeping awesome. Like, he seemed pumped up. I think they're going to carry some momentum into this game. In Seattle, who have been in such a high, they're down for a little bit of a... I mean, they're due for a little bit of a down streak here. I like the Bucks here minus two and a half. All right, next pick, I'll pick the Thursday night game. If I get this wrong, I'm not picking a Thursday night game. Well, other than Thanksgiving, again. Uh, Panthers plus three, they faced in the overtime throw uh, two weeks ago. I think the Falcons defense is absolutely terrible. Even if, I know P.J. Walker is supposed to start, even with Baker Mayfield, I think they can get back on track. They got absolutely shelled by the Bengals. Huh? Yeah, absolutely right on that one. My next pick, Peter, I'm going to go with the Steelers plus two and a half. Uh, they're hosting the Saints. The Steelers are coming off a bye week. Uh, and look, I, I've, I've kind of crapped in the Saints for the last five, ten minutes. And I'm going to continue to do so. I'm just not a believer in Dalton. I think Mike Tomlin off a bye week here. I uh, he didn't get the young quarterback right. And maybe we see Najee Harris actually do some things here. Uh, I like the Steelers in this game. And I like them at plus two and a half. I like them to win outright. Next pick, I have the Cowboys minus five over the Packers. <laughs> Listen, if the Packers can't put up. 13 or whatever it was 15 points on the Lions I have no idea how you're going to stop Michael Parsons in that defense I don't even know how they're going to score I think Aaron Jones is going to be out too AJ Dillon's pretty good but that's bad uh my next pick I'm going to go with the Rams minus three against the Cardinals I'm uh, picking the Rams oh, oh absolutely picking the Rams in this game the Cardinals do not play well against the Rams Peter I told you this for a long long time Kyler Murray can't figure out that defense it happened earlier in the year it happened in the playoffs. It happened all last year, and I like the Rams here. Backs against the wall. Good bounce back spot for them. Rams minus three. Uh, next pick, I have the 49ers minus seven over the Chargers. I think the Chargers' run defense is absolutely terrible. The Chargers, I don't think it's going to have any wide receivers. Bad, bad, year, bad luck for the Chargers. I think uh, McCaffrey might go over 300 yards. You think so? Yeah, I think it's going to have a big game. Peter, you're going to hate my next pick, but I have to do it. I have to do it. Raiders minus six and a half against Jeff Saturday and the Colts. If Josh oh, McDaniels, if, jo- if Josh McDaniels, Peter, cannot win this game against Jeff freaking Saturday out of ESPN and Sunday night, Sunday countdown, then the Raiders have a, like, then the, it's, the problem with the Raiders is a lot worse than I thought. The Raiders yeah, need to win this game. You all out on the Raiders if they even lose out. Right? Oh, absolutely. The Raiders cannot lose this game. They will not lose this game. They need this game, and if you're again, if you're I, like I said, if you're a Colts player, a coach, your owner quit on you, your general manager quit on you, you have the dude from ESPN as your coach. The Raiders cover and win this game, and Peter, they have to, they have to. I can't see them not. Uh, you never. I think I know. I know. Sean versus the Saints, so it doesn't. I, I know. And my premium pick of the week: the Bears minus two and a half over the Lions. That's more on the Lions defense and Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to run for over two hundred yards in this game. Alone. Also, I forgot to mention the Rams are going to be my previous premium pick at minus three. Oh, Rams are my premium. I'm telling you, man, Kyler Murray, like you talked about before, Kyle, uh, Call of Duty's out. Cardinals coming off a bad loss. Rams, tell you what, you know how Kyle Shanahan has McVay's number? McVay has Kingsbury's number. That's my premium pick. All right, Peter, my last pick of the week. I'm going to go Commanders plus 11 against the Eagles on Monday Night Football in Philly. Uh, the Commanders have been in some tight games this past three or four weeks here. And I think this one's going to be a little bit tight. Um, and I think, look, I think the Eagles ultimately probably win this game, but I think Taylor Heineke does enough to make this like a field goal touchdown game. Uh, and I think the Eagles are, are due for just a slight regression and a slight close game. I think they need something like this. I think that would be beneficial for them in the future. So, uh, yeah, I like the commanders here. Plus 11. I actually like that. I like Taylor Heineke. Thank Good you. decision. Uh, Washington over Heineke over. You should start it all year. Yep. No, that was your that was all picks, right? Yeah, you already yep. made your fifth. All right, Peter. So we'll see how we fare. I know, Peter, you you hate my board this week, dude. Well, I don't like the Raiders. I don't like the Rams. Stewart's like, okay. You like the Commanders though, so I feel like that makes up. Yeah, more. I like the Commanders. I like the Commanders. We'll see how we do, but like I said, back against the wall for the Raiders. They they absolutely need this, and like I I just think the the Cardinals can't play against the the Rams, so that's why. All right, Peter. To uh, conclude here, not conclude, but uh, let's transition. Let's talk about uh, the World Series. Uh, so, Peter, uh, you were correct about the World Series. I was wrong. Uh, the Houston Astros ended up winning the World Series. Shout out Mattress Mac for cashing in. <laughs> 75 million bucks. 75 million bucks. Uh, and the Astros win their first World Series title uh, since 2017, I believe. 
Uh, so, Peter, what do you think of the series as a whole? Did you enjoy it? And uh, how would you, I guess, rate this baseball season as it reaches a conclusion? I liked it. I mean, uh, consess- uh, well, no one or two pick for the American League, obviously one. But I, I like the series as a whole. Uh, Justin Verlander finally got his first uh, World Series win. And the Astros are officially a dynasty. If you like it or not, they they are. So, And game four, I just want to highlight that. I don't care if it's a combined no hitter. I hate combined no hitters. Like, get that. Not out a of fan. Me. No, I'm not a fan of that. But I, I like the World Series this year. It's the second worst World Series of like all time, I think, and TV numbers behind the Rays and whatever the other team was, Dodgers or whatever. But it is what it is. I, I liked it. One thing that Peter, I'll give you a little bit of an insight. Uh, I don't know if Matt Cooney has told you this, but so me and Matt have Direct TV, right? And uh, Fox has oh, been. He did, he did tell me this. Fox yeah. has been blocked out for us for like a month. And I don't know if it's been a month, but it's been a while. And so I have I've been able to, I've had to watch it on like streams, which has been kind of annoying. And I've been a little uh, you frustrated. Can use, you could have used my like Xfinity thing. No, it's all good. It's all good. I tell you what, the one time I got pissed. So UCLA played Oregon. Remember that maybe like three weeks ago. And I, of course, I bet on UCLA, of course. And yeah, I was shocker. pumped to watch the game. It was a 330 game on Fox. I was like, this is let's go all in on UCLA. And I changed the channel and it wasn't there. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me i was so mad and of course the bet loss ucla loss and it's because i couldn't watch it yeah mad. matt asked me for my login because he's like yeah i was blocked out I'm like holy crap yeah. so what when me that? and matt were at dylan's house on saturday shout out dylan cheap talk wrestling and um he had the world series on him. me and matt were like wow we can finally watch a world series game on tv like <laughs> that, that that was oh, kind yeah. of annoying so um yeah but again shout out to the astros uh, Dusty Baker finally getting that World Series title. And shout out to the local kid, huh? World Series MVP, Pena. Right? Kind of cool. I didn't realize he was that local until the playoffs, to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't really know that story. Like, so, good old, uh, overall baseball season. Yeah, I think it was solid. Um, I think the playoffs were pretty good. Uh, the Phillies were a fun team, despite the fact that they didn't close the deal. They were a fun team to watch. The Astros were a wagon. They lost, what, two playoff games? Three or three playoff games all yeah. this whole playoff run? Uh, they were awesome. They were a wagon, uh, and yeah, and uh, they're they're like the villains, you know. And doesn't matter how many pieces they've lost; like they've lost guys since that like seventeen team, and they've still been able to produce. So I think uh, shout out to and, them for sure. And less than another year, no Mets, no Yankees, no Mets, no always Yankees. Always a win. Chef kiss. Yep. Yeah, it's always a win. I don't. I don't care. A couple weeks, Peter will probably be talking winter meetings and all that fun stuff. Ready for that, Peter? I'm sure. Uh, Oh, yeah, and then I'll sign in like March. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Shout out to the Mets, though. They're already spending. Yeah, on uh, Diaz. There's five years of 103, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's electric, and he's uh, he does a lot more than just – I'm sure, again, he's one of the best closers in the league, but that song – Hey, yeah, I pay $103 million for his walkout song. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? That that also helps the case of uh, keeping him around town. All right, Peter. Want to do five questions? Is it my turn or your turn? My yeah, turn. I don't, ask I, don't, I don't have questions. Okay, so <laughs> this is my turn. You're lucky I have questions. All right, Peter. What is your favorite fruit? Fruit? All right, I'll be controversial. Let, let's go with the tomato. Ooh, that is so controversial. And you can okay. put that on anything. I like that All salad, right. burgers. Okay, fair. All right, Peter. Question two. So um, the Yankees, they said it a couple weeks ago, they're bringing back Aaron Boone. If you were the Steinbrenner family, uh, or you're a Brian Cashman, who should be the Yankees manager in 2023? Who should it be? Who should it? I who should it be, Peter? Who would you hire, or would you bring back Boone? No, I wouldn't bring back Boone. I don't even bring back Cashman to be honest. Can you bring back Joe Girardi? Sure, this is you. This is fantasy yeah. Peter Alvesland. I don't know Joe Girardi. Would be fun with like a Rod. I was gonna say the fun ones. A Rod, Joe Girardi's fun. Uh, those two, two say Jeter, but he never did that. Joe Madden, that's fun. Joe Madden, yeah, that's one that's fun for me. Uh, it shouldn't Mike, be Aaron Boone though. Mike Sosha, somebody of like that pedigree, you know, some veteran like that. John Farrell, <laughs> no, no, not John Farrell. Um, all right, Peter. Uh, question three: What is your the your favorite stadium you've ever been to? Stadium? Well, it's gonna be Vegas, but no. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe Camden. That's a good that's one. A, that's a boring answer, though. Oh, wait, no. I want to rescind that. It's old Yankee Stadium. Ooh, okay. All right. Question four, Peter. What is your favorite animated TV show? 
animated TV show. All right, I, I don't watch anime, so. So animated. So, so can I just say like Rick and Morty? Yeah, anim- it's, I'm count? not saying anime, animated, whatever. It's just, it's just uh, it's uh, Rick just, and Morty. No, it's not live action. Yeah, Rick and Morty, I guess. Yeah, Rick and Morty. What's yours? Yeah. I'd probably say Rick and Morty's up there. I think Family Guy's up there for me. I like American Dad. That sort of stuff's kind of funny. But Rick and Morty, that's that's it's underrated. I like that a lot. That's that's it's just very it's it's just odd. That's for sure. All right, Peter, uh question five. Uh we are going to we're gonna go with the NBA world because we haven't talked about the NBA in a while, Peter. So the Los Angeles Lakers, we kind of talked about them a couple weeks ago. I don't think it was last week, I think it was the week before that. All right, Peter, uh, I'm gonna put you the general manager had on you. You were just the general manager of the Yankees. You're now the general manager of the Lakers. Peter, what are you doing to fix this Lakers team? All right, first of all, firing the coach. Ooh, that was quick. All, yeah, it's not working out. Second of all, for, uh, trading Russell Westbrook, if you can. Number three, trading away Anthony Davis. And number four, trading away LeBron James. You're blowing wow. off that whole team. You need picks. You have no picks. You're You're screwed forever. Peter wears a lot of hats in this podcast. General manager of the Yankees, general manager of the Lakers, and a Lonzo Ball fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, try to get Lonzo Ball back. Yeah, no, so- no, uh, speaking of Lonzo, uh, t- two seconds. Uh, nice sure. TikTok you posted. I-, I know you have a knee injury. Uh, you're dancing on your knee. Your knee af- absolutely looks fun. Ooh, so Peter's calling BS on Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, well, check out his uh, ins- uh, latest Instagram post with his girlfriend. He's like dancing like on a cornfield or something. Interesting. I like thought he couldn't. Knee. I thought he couldn't walk on like. Yeah, hard I thought he could walk, and now he's like jumping around. Like, good job. All right, Peter. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week, Peter. Hopefully, our picks are reminiscent as this past week. Maybe a little bit better. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Stay hot. <laughs> <laughs>